Hey friends, John White here with stories from the revolution or maybe the relational revolution. This is episode 84. We're in a series of episodes where I'm focusing on the roots of the Luke 10 community or the Luke 10 movement, if you will. Where did this come from? Uh, what are the different sources that have helped us become who we are, the things that we've paid attention to. And I'm starting out with um, the issue of, of Hebraic roots. Um, what are the biblical and historical roots of the idea of the church and the home? And I'm, I'm reading a lot from Marvin Wilson's excellent book, Our Father Abraham, The Hebraic Roots of the Christian Faith. Great book. So uh, we've talked about in the last couple of episodes the idea that house church didn't start with Jesus, didn't start with the early church. It probably had been going on for 586 years, because if we go back to 586 BC, that's when the first temple was destroyed, the people were carried off into exile, and the rabbis said, hey, got a great idea. Since we can't go to the temple, we're going to begin to think about each home as a mikdash me'at, in Hebrew, if you translate it, it simply means a small temple or a small sanctuary. So I want you guys all to think about your homes as a mikdash me'at. That had been going on for hundreds of years before Jesus showed up. So house church wasn't a new concept. Jesus is going to add to it, build on it, but the basic idea wasn't a new idea. So Marvin Wilson, in his book, uh, goes next to talk about three applications of this idea of the church of the home as a small temple. And in this episode today, we're going to talk about the first one of these applications. I'm going to read a paragraph. This is from page 216 in our, our father, Abraham. This is, this is powerful stuff. So again, first uh, point of application for the church today, Wilson says foundation to all theory on the biblical concept of family, is the Jewish teaching that the home is more important than the synagogue. We'll have more to say about that uh, along the way. In Jewish tradition, the center of religious life has always been the home. The church, however, has yet to grapple seriously with this crucial concept. And I think actually that's what's happening now. I, I think the Lord is taking us back to this idea and um, the church is beginning to grapple with this idea that the home is the center of spiritual life. Wilson goes on. Unfortunately, many Christians believe it is God's purpose that the church, we're talking about the institutional church here, that the church function as the main formative influence in the spiritual development of the family. For various reasons, they list some, ignorance, uh, convenience or default, default of responsibility, the church has often taken the place of the family. Another word that I would add to his list is uh, abdication. I think very often Christians have simply abdicated their responsibility to the church. A number of years ago, I'd been asked to be on a, um, a radio show, and the host had suggested that we have people from Luke 10 call in and make comments about the idea of house church. 
So I, I talk for a little bit and then we, they open up the phone and one of the people, I still remember this. One of the people who called in was one of our leaders in Luke 10, Matt. And the interviewer asked him this question. So, so Matt, we've heard a lot of the benefits of house church. What are some of the problems or difficulties that you see? Here's Matt's answer. Brilliant. I think Matt said, the problem is that in order to do house church, church in the home, you have to put on your big boy pants. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. Um, part of the problem here is that you have to grow up. You have to take responsibility if the church is in your home. And for far too long, um, I think Christians have abdicated or defaulted to the church being the primary place where education and all kinds of things take place. Um, I'm going to put out a podcast at some point with this title. This will be pretty this would be pretty shocking, I think. It's my opinion that great preaching, and you could also say great worship, are two of the biggest hindrances to church in the home. Do you know why that is? Why, why would I say such a thing? Great preaching is one of the biggest obstacles to church in the home. Here's why I think that is. If you're in a, a church and there's a really good preacher, he's a great communicator, it's biblical material, it's really easy to sit there and say, you know what, I could never do that. I could never, I could never teach like that. I don't know what this guy knows. Same thing with worship. Great worship. There's a worship team, a worship band, whatever, and you're just really enjoying that. And it's easy to say, I could never do this. And so we default, we abdicate to the church. And part of this thing that God is doing, this relational revolution, is he's... Um, He's calling us to grow up, to move into maturity in our relationship with him. Back to Wilson. Uh, he says, but the church was never intended to be a substitute for the home. Nothing in God's plan has ever replaced the home as bearing primary responsibility for imparting Christian values and ensuring godly nourishment and growth for each family member. This has always been God's plan. So this idea of the church and the home is not something new. It's actually something old. It's been in God's heart uh, since the very beginning. No wonder he is restoring that in our day. Last section from Marvin Wilson. In the words of Moses, and he's quoting here from Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. In the words of Moses, you, that word you is underlined in italics. You, that is the parents shall teach them God's commandments diligently. She'll teach them, that is God's commandments, diligently to your children and not somebody else. So scripture is saying that it, it is the responsibility of the parents to do this kind of teaching. And again, it's, it's intimidating. So it's easy to understand why parents would default, would abdicate to the church, both in terms of preaching, worship, but also the youth program. Um, I don't know what to do with my kids, and so I'm going to take them over to the church where they have experts, they have professionals, and they'll do that for me. And what Marvin Wilson is saying is that was never God's plan. Again, I'll probably do a whole episode on the unique challenges presented by youth ministry. Um, there, there's some real pluses, but there are also some real minuses that we need to be uh, aware of. So uh, this idea of parents being the primary, having the primary responsibility for nurturing 
um, the children in their home or others in their home. And this takes me back to Luke 10. Um, if you remember, I talked about the, the mission statement of Luke 10. It is to connect and equip spiritual moms and dads. This is what we are about. This is the focal point of Luke 10. And we start on that with Church 101. So what are we doing there? Well, we're, we're teaching two rhythms of attention. Um, Deuteronomy 6 talks about the commandments, teaching the commandments. Well, what are the commandments? Jesus said you can reduce all the commandments. There were, what, 613, I think. But you can reduce them, boil them all down to two. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. So the two rhythms of attention that we teach in uh, Luke 10, in Church 101, which is sort of the starting place, relate to those. So we want to teach these two things. Learning how, teaching people how to connect with Jesus on the heart level. That's, that's the foundation for love. Love is about connecting on the heart level. That's what we want to do. And the second is learning how to connect with each other on the heart level. Um, that, again, is the foundation for learning to love one another. This is really what our book, Relational Revolution, is about. A returning church to the idea of heart-to-heart -heart connection. Connection with God, with Jesus, and with each other. And, and that's what we do in Church 101. It's not just information. You do learn information, facts, biblical concepts. But then in Church 101, you get to practice. So it becomes right brain. You experience what it's like to connect with a small group of people in that way. And that's preparation for doing that in the home. Okay, so that's the first application that Marvin Wilson has, that the home is more important than the synagogue. Um, I'm gonna say more about that in the next episode, but I specifically want to address a question that Sarah, one of our Luke 10 leaders, posted. And a reminder that if you're on your phone, listening to the podcast on your phone, if you go down below, there's a place where you can write in comments or questions. would love to see those, and we'll try to address those um, if possible. Here's what Sarah asked. She said, my question has to do with the role of the local synagogue within the Jewish communities. During the exile and the times when there was no temple and most of the Jewish religious practices occurred within the home, what role did the local synagogue play and how might that correlate to a local church today? Great question, Sarah. And I'm gonna talk about that in the next episode. Uh, what was the role of the synagogue? And then what does that tell us about the role of the institutional church, the potential role? And we'll talk about that. So more to come. Glad to be with you guys, you revolutionaries. <laughs> Fun to be doing this together. <laughs>